From Real Estate Profit Lab, it's the Property Preservation Podcast, a show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof six-figure business and the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. Job pricing, bid submission, contractor recruitment, managing projects from your living room. The Property Preservation Podcast gives tried-and-true best practices that work in planning for critical areas that sink preservation vendors and their businesses. Learn from a property preservation pro who has successfully navigated the contracting process with industry gatekeepers and built a multiple six-figure-per-year preservation business that has generated close to $2 million over seven years. I am Danielle Pierce, and this is the Property Preservation Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I am Danielle Pierce, founder of Real Estate Profit Lab and your host for today's segment of the Property Preservation Podcast. Join us on this episode as we discuss five reasons why creating an operating guide is critical to the success of your property preservation business. Let's get started. As always, we like to ground these podcast episodes into the specific lesson from our Property Preservation Mastery Program. So in this episode, we're discussing module number six, which is entitled Get Help with Price Sheets and Operating Guides here. Lesson number two. And the specific topic is understanding why having an operating guide is critical to your operations. So, of course, you may be asking yourself, as always, well, what is an operating guide? Why should we care? The operating guide for your property preservation business is an internal document which outlines the required steps, materials, and or supplies to complete every type of work assignment possible. In my experience, Most property preservation vendors run their companies without an operating guide for years, if not forever, very similar to entrepreneurs who operate businesses without any documented standard operating procedures for their marketing, sales, contracts, fulfillment, data tracking, and reporting. Our property preservation mastery students generally begin with an operating guide less than 10 pages long that grows over time. They're trained to expect that this document is a living, breathing, ever-evolving document for their business. The operating guide has to be continuously updated as your company continues to expand and complete different types of work assignments. Each type of work assignment will have its own section in the operating guide with line item detail of what needs to be completed and how it should be completed. So in today's episode, we're covering five negative outcomes that you can expect if you operate your business without an operating guide in place. Fun fact, no one told me that I needed an operating guide for my company, and no one is actually going to specifically tell you or require that you have an operating guide in place. As a matter of fact, when I started in 2013, I was not ever told by a single soul to create an operating guide. In fact, I had no thoughts at all about even having one until I started to encounter the same problems in the field dealing with contractors over and over and over again, which I'll cover in just a few moments. Now, as I mentioned in the past, this was a tremendous area of concern for my business when I started back in 2013. First of all, there was constant confusion from the contractors as they were completing work in the field. And as a result of that confusion, there was always this constant pushback from them as they were completing the work. There were multiple return trips to a property to complete work items that were not done correctly the first time. And 
honestly, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. So contractors can't be expected to complete work correctly if they aren't even following a documented process. As a result of those constant trips to the property, there was lower performance ratings as a result of doing the work too slowly or just doing the work incorrectly altogether. So keep in mind that if work has been assigned to your company and has to be reassigned to another preservation company due to your failure to complete, your rating is going to suffer, as did mine in the early years. Also, you should expect a loss in revenue as a result of the lower performance rating. Because again, once your rating drops, you'll receive less work because they will start to feel that you can't meet the expectations of a standard vendor in your area. This is the Property Preservation Podcast. A show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof six-figure business. In the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. We'll be right back. Hey there, are you wondering whether this particular industry would be a great fit for you? If so, we've got great news. We've crafted a short assessment that will reveal the answer to this question in less than five minutes. Please head to propertypreservationmastery.com to complete it today. Again, that's propertypreservationmastery.com to take the assessment. You're listening to the Property Preservation Podcast. Subscribe now at propertypreservationpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now let's talk about how it's going today. So there's a few different ways that our Property Preservation Mastery students win in their business because they have these operating guides in place early on. Number one. They cut down on pushback and confusion from the contractors in the early stages of the business. Now, everyone knows who's ever dealt with contractors in any capacity that dealing with contractors can be a bit of a challenge. And once they kind of smell, let's say, blood in the water, that's a good way to put it. Once they feel that you're a little bit naive or maybe not as confident or maybe not as knowledgeable, then that pushback and confusion tends to escalate. Our students won because they cut down on that in the early stages of their business, which makes it easier for them to scale. Number two, our students are in good shape because they know how to outline and articulate their expectations around contractor performance in the field. Number three, they're able to spend more time on actually growing and expanding the business versus constantly managing the same set of issues every single day. So in other words, they're able to work on the business as opposed to working in the business. Number four, they don't feel like they own a job versus owning a business. Now, to be clear, in the beginning, it will feel a lot like a job that you own as you get acclimated to the industry, to the contractors, to the work orders, to the bid approvals, to the operating guide, to the price sheets. It will feel like you own a job initially. But if you follow our program and our blueprint as it's laid out, that time frame will be significantly shorter than what it was for myself when I first started. And number five, our students make more money due to being more organized, efficient, and streamlined in their operations. This is the Property Preservation Podcast. A show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof six-figure business. In the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. We'll be right back. 
In 2020, we launched our highly rated ebook, Baby Steps to Financial Freedom. It's a simple guide to help our subscriber community create some consistent extra monthly cash. We expected a handful of sales, maybe a few thank you emails here and there from folks who'd been able to pay an extra bill or two as a result of the side hustles that we shared. With almost no promotion, that little $21 ebook generated over $30,000 in sales in less than a year. And the feedback we've received has been incredible. People actually used the 30 plus legitimate side hustles included to generate four figures plus an extra monthly income. In 2021, we decided to turn that ebook into an interactive private membership community, including one deep dive training on a different side hustle directly from the ebook every single month. Learn more at sidehustleheavy.com. Again, that's sidehustleheavy.com. You're listening to the Property Preservation Podcast. Subscribe now at propertypreservationpodcast.com. Welcome back. So let's talk about what does the future look like for property preservation mastery for our students? What can they expect? Here's the thing. The businesses that clearly articulate their operations is going to win and they're going to win big especially in the current state of the economy and with the direction that we're headed. Clear expectations up front means less time dealing with contractor issues because dealing with them can easily consume hours of your day. Trust me, been there, done that. Having this operating guide in place means that you'll be able to separate yourself from the business and not have the business fall apart. So what does that mean? It means that if you decide that you're going to take a three-day vacation or staycation you, your family, is going to go somewhere and relax for three to five days. Guess what? You'll be able to do that and you'll be able to come back and the business is not falling apart. So that's a really good perk that you'll be able to enjoy. I don't think you should do that, you know, right when you start your business, but the goal is to get to the point where you can take that time off and everything still flows relatively smoothly. And then finally, it means that if necessary, you'll be able to do things like homeschool your children. Because again, you'll be spending less time dealing with contractors, less time repeating yourself, less time explaining how things should be done. So you'll have more time during the day. And for me, I'm able to homeschool as a result of that. Because again, I've gotten the business to a point where it kind of runs on autopilot for the most part. I don't have to spend a bunch of time explaining myself day after day. And so the contractors are very clearly aware of the expectations in place. So I am able to grab a couple of hours out of every day to homeschool my three little geniuses, as I call them. Join us next episode as we discuss best tips for outlining drive-by inspections in the operating guide. And as always, don't forget to subscribe at propertypreservationpodcast.com. From Real Estate Profit Lab, this was the Property Preservation Podcast, a show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof, six-figure business and the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. Join us next episode as we share tried-and-true best practices that work and planning for critical areas that sink preservation vendors and their businesses.